0: Good. How about yourself, Jeremy?
1: Oh, I'm great. Real good. We're in our heat wave still. How's your weather down there?
0: It has been great this week compared to last week. Last week we were in a heat wave. This week we've been on the hot, but not hot, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. And then uh, had one little rainstorm about an inch, uh, you know. But in the evening it's really cool, so. Right on.
1: Right on. the county that I live in, Wheatland County, they, they have said that 80% of all crops are destroyed to the heat. (laughs) It's in a state, like we're in a state of agricultural emergency. So it's, I think all of the, the province of Alberta is, but it's insane, man. Like you go down by these crops and usually they'll have their, their second cutting of hay. And sometimes these fields will get three cuttings of hay and. Man, it's like two inches and just yellow, like nothing. It's incredible. And we kind of talked about this last week, you and I, uh, people are just slaughtering their beef like crazy right now. So beef price, I think like the immediate beef market is just going to be really, really good for consumers. And then obviously, you know, after that, for like the next two years, it's gonna be expensive. So I might go get myself a big deep freeze and buy a whole bunch of beef. (laughs) Oh, it's so hot here. It's insane. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna talk to uh, you know, the lady. I was doing the cameras for.
1: <clears throat> doing the cameras.
0: The oh, surveillance camera. camera. Yes. Yep. Uh, apparently, that's going to be a thing now. So every third day, I'll be going and getting it, bringing it back, charging it, and then next morning taking it back. Anyway. Oh wow. Well. Um, because the the little solar panel is just a trickle charge. It's a stopgap. Uh. So if if you're if the camera is using its battery faster than uh, and yeah, since yeah. it's a, a cellular camera, and we're out here in the middle of nowhere, it might be roaming, you know, so. Yeah. And a cellular camera is always going to use power, c- continuing, you know, uh, keeping that connection with the tower anyway. Yeah. um, So that's the thing. Well, her brother is a uh, cattle farmer. Okay. They co-own the farm, and he uses it to raise cattle. I'm like, does he sell the cow or the meat? And Danette had went up to Kentucky with the lady, uh, antique and, and went on Wednesday and learned all this stuff. And I'm like, mm, if he sells the meat. We, you know, try to get in and get a deal, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. cost, you know, a little over cost, not retail, mm-hmm. but his family is like, um, not to offend anybody, but you know, they're like country Jew, uh, Every dollar they just cling to, like, with a death grip.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like utterates. I'm not
0: hating for them. Uh, you know, if they can get money out of people, get money out of people. Just don't get it mm-hmm. out of me. Yeah. Um, You know, so I'm doing you a favor, you know, hook me up with a good price on beat. Anyway, I'm trying to work that uh, between now and next week. And then I will be, if it's a go, I'll be getting an, probably a stand-up freezer or two. Oh, wow, I don't right know now. how much beef, of uh, half a cow, you know, in volume. Yeah. yeah. I've seen half a cow. I've helped butcher half a cow, but that's been a long time ago. I don't know his cow, you know, yeah. yeah there's a yeah. lot of variables there. I've seen a, a, I've seen a butchered half a cow that would, you'd, you'd need three or four freezers. And I've seen one that, you know. Do you have a little small chest freezer? Because you'll have yeah. room left over. You know, it just depends yeah. on the cow.
1: Yeah, totally. And then is your plan going to be to still uh, hold on to this beef and then go down and sell it at the flea market <laughs> once prices go up? Well,
0: I don't know about the <laughs> flea market, but if the if I have an entire cow and the prices go up to you know twelve fifteen dollars a pound, like I'm expecting at least short term, yes, I would resell it. <laughs>
1: You should, you should start Why? Because. U- <laughs> Why st- not? Start a YouTube channel, Todd's Flea Market Beef. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> oh, now, that'd be it, funny. But what I would look, what I'm trying to find is somebody with a cow that I can get a good price on, somebody with pork that I can get a good price on, and lamb. Yeah? But.
1: Why all those? just because you like having all that meat
0: no i don't like having a bunch of meat because there's only two of us but i like cow i like pork and i like lamb yeah yeah and if you can buy it in bulk you know yeah that's true. and the stuff you get in the grocery store doesn't freeze well the the packaging you need the you know double wrap butcher paper so it doesn't uh, yeah uh freezer burn and all that stuff but anyway
1: yeah Speaking of butcher paper, I we have a hard time finding that here. I gotta get some because uh whenever we, we do brisket, we always finish it in butcher paper on the barbecue. And man, that makes a difference. Works works well. But it's not a common thing, it seems. Not around here.
0: Not real stuff. Cause I saw some and they were like, Oh, this is butcher paper, and I'm looking at it and no, it ain't. Yeah. It's like the paper you crumble up and put in an Amazon package.
1: Yeah, it's craft it's not paper. Not butcher
0: paper. Yeah. Put your paper on one side and mm-hmm. coated on the other. Yeah. Generally.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, uh, speaking of that, I need to have a barbecue. Soon. We we got some briskets in the, in the freezer. I think we should get one of these out for the weekend. <clears throat> yeah, last weekend we were, like, rodeoing all weekend long and, they had, like, the running of the bulls in Strathmore and stuff. And it's – I would say it is our – busiest weekend that we ever have, like of the year. And it's the most exhausting, like you, you're walking forever going to this and that, and even where you park, you have to walk like a half a mile to get into the grounds and then it's, it is just people. And you know, because we are all locked in with the Wuhan sniffles. Now, Alberta's is like wide open, zero restrictions, dude, The people were getting rowdy this weekend. Like, I mean, you can go to rodeo, it's for, it's fun, right? I mean, it's, it's hot. You've got some really crazy, like extreme entertainment. A whole bunch of people, and there's a costume you can put on, right? Like you get city slickers, and you say, "Here's an excuse to wear a costume and put on some cowboy boots and a hat." It's it automatically has like a party feel to it. Anytime you go to rodeo, it automatically is kind of like a big carnival or a big party, and then booze, right? And then there's booze. So man, oh, I couldn't believe it. Like I, there's people in front of us. And they're from the city of Calgary, nice people, like they weren't crazy or wild or, you know, uh, they're just having a good time. But I, th- I think the guys had 12 beers in the course of about, I don't know, it's less than two hours, I think, for the nine heats of Chuck Wagon Racing. They had 12 and the girls had 10 beers in that time. Like, whoa, whoa and just. Ha- Luckily, I mean, once they drink, they just got happier and happier, and they kept talking to us more and more and more. And then I, at the end of it, I yawned because I was exhausted. She goes, just
0: When do you find out their social security number, their yeah, PIN number? That's right, that's right. Can I have a look
1: at that? What kind of credit card do you have? That is so cool. Yeah, and then i yawned and she's like they're in front of us i'm like oh I yawned." she turns out get this guy some more drinks he's yawning already and they said i had one beer and you i think realize, that's why lady, i'm yawning
0: alcohol is a depressant right? yeah. and if you're yawning and you drink more um,
1: i think the reason i'm mind. yawning is because i had the beer i'm tired i want to go to bed if you're going yeah, to get me beer has nothing to do
0: with why i'm yawning you boring drunk
1: yeah that's right
0: oh wait did i say that out loud? Yeah. sorry Sorry, people. Yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to be my inside
1: voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it was fun. But I'm just glad it's over. And I'm really excited that this weekend we got nothing planned. Like it's, mm, I feel like an, after camping all last week, all that hubbub and then right into rodeoing, it's like, oh, I just want some chill out time. So I'm looking forward to it. It's supposed to cool down a little bit this weekend. Like down, I don't know, 24 degrees. We might get some rain. We'll see. But uh, Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think I get yard work now. Do you? Yeah, the in uh, blah, blah, blah last half of July, first half of August, you know, everything slows down in growth here. Prior to that, you know, you're mowing every three days. Wow. And then a couple times after, you know, it, starting in September, you'll have to mow uh, more regularly. But it's been you know almost three and a half four weeks three weeks since i mowed and now it's just ready to mow again so oh wow that's nice and i hate mowing right now i hate mowing this year yeah just kills my kidney oh, one of my yeah. kidneys in my back last year the reason i bought this stupid uber expensive zero turn mower is because the tractor was you know jarring me to death yeah um and it was slower. So let me get this, you know, top of the line, uh, just under top of the line, Kubota zero turn mower. And it's the highest one gas engine before their diesel. Yep. I wanted the gas because um, it's easier for me to work on. Uh, Anyway, and it's got that really nice Kawasaki engine. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, and this thing will just fly, uh, and do a good job cutting, uh, problem with my yard is there's so much elevation change, you know, mm. little hills and steep hills and it's always wet. So it, do- it doesn't, have the best traction in the world. Mm. so I'm looking for either better tires or chains, yard chains, lawn chains, whatever they call them.
1: Oh, wow. Um,
0: anywho, uh. But that thing has zero suspension. It's got an air seat oh, on it, but yeah. that just makes the ride really nice until <clears throat> it bottoms out, you know. Yeah. But,
1: uh, well, that sucks.
0: So I have to go slower than I would like on a lot of places. But I think what I'm going to do this winter, in late fall, early winter, is I'm going to rent a roller. Oh, yeah. Know, and try to flatten out the the little bumps everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know those big ones you just fill with water or something like that?
0: Uh, well, yeah, but they're larger. And I'm not going to buy one because I'm not only going to use it once or twice. So yeah, i rent yeah. it. And the one that they rent and bring to you is it's almost like a steel roller from a steamroller uh, that they use on pavement. Oh, okay. But like decommissioned. Hmm. It's what it looks like. I'm sure it's not, but. What it looks like to me. That's cool. Yeah, we, uh, they deliver.
1: Yeah, our lawnmowers are garbage. Um, oh, they're uh, we they're all given to us, <laughs> so that has something to do with it.
0: You have three of those. Um, one of them still runs. Uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, so the one we, the main one we use is from uh, Steph's grandma gave it to us because they had on their, in their farm, you know, they had, I don't know, they didn't have too much lawn on their farm. They had had a lot of land, but maybe a couple, two acres of grass or something. And then when they moved into town, uh, they moved into like a retirement community. And so they donated it to the community association to look after some of the public spaces that they have. Uh, but the guys didn't like it. They, they said it was too, they didn't need a riding mower. And so they had it for a year and they tried it a bit they said, we'd rather just push mow. it, you know, it's kind of fun for us. keeps it, which is, I really think that's cool. Uh, they're like, we just want to keep active. We want a little bit of exercise. So we're just going to push instead. And so, uh, she called us up said, listen, our community association doesn't want this. If you want to come pick it up, it's yours. And it's a great little mower. Uh, it's a kind of one, it's kind of the weird ones where the, it's not a zero turn, but you sit up on top. It's not a garden tractor. Uh, but the engine's kind of behind you. It's, it's kind of hybrid. And, uh, the only problem is it's it's not a very big cutting deck. I think it's like, I don't know, maybe 40 inches. That might be even, that might be, that's generous. I think it might be 30 or something. But it probably takes, to mow our grass, it's like three and a half hours. And, uh, man, it's it runs good. I, I, I shouldn't say anything bad about it. I put a new engine in it. I had to put a new engine in it. But um, I would like to get a zero turn more. But here, man, even, like, y- either go to Home Depot and buy, like, a John Deere which I don't really know how much I trust uh, because I don't know really, it's not like the John Deere John Deere like they used to be right they're just when I see like 40 of these things in crates at Home Depot I'm like this is weird to me <laughs> this isn't what I think of when I think of John Deere but um or you get- I
0: think if I remember correctly about 75 to 80% of the market on zero turn mowers almost all the chassis are built by MTD Oh okay, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then you have Kohler, Kawasaki, Kubota. You know, people buying off-the-shelf parts for everything else on the mower, regardless of whose name is on the side of it. Yeah, you know, you, you buy the chassis from somebody else. Generally, um, there are one or two companies that make their own chassis, and you can tell because you can tell an MTD tra- chassis, and you can tell somebody else's, and I, I shopped around for a brand that did not use an MTD chassis, um, simply cause, you know, they use yeah. the, the least amount of metal mm-hmm. to meet yeah. the quote unquote engineering specifications. And the, uh, and I went to a, like a small engine repair place or lawnmower repair place that also sold, you know, people would bring in a thing and say, "Oh, it's going to be six hundred dollars to fix it." No, screw that, you can have it, or you know, I'll scrap it. I'll give you hundred bucks, and then he fixes and resells it. Yeah, yeah. Talk to the guy. Look at what he has on his used lot. Yeah. Um, and you're like, yeah, I don't want an MTD chassis.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing is like I don't. That's kind of what I think happened. You know, it's, it's not a John Deere. You're not buying John Deere quality, or, or at least what some people assume is John Deere quality.
0: They and have um, a tiered level of John Deere zero turn mower. The upper level that diesel. you would use on uh, golf courses or farms, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I mean, by farms, I mean, oh yeah. turf farms, right? Well, my parents; those have one are
1: John too. Deere. Yeah, they have one that's diesel. They've and got a big. And I know exactly where they're
0: them. made. Um, not far from here, but huh. up in Kentucky. Uh, and the lower tier uh, Home Depot John Deere or just somebody else makes it John Deere uh, yeah. for John Deere under a license. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so that, that's what I don't want because, I, I mean, I guess, who knows? You might have good luck with one of those too, but uh, like I've heard I was talking to some people about a brand called Gravely. I don't know if they have those in the States or not. Yeah. but Yeah, and I looked at those. Apparently those are really good. I've yes, heard a lot are. of good things. And but the thing is something like that, even something like that with I don't know, hundreds of hours on it, they're like eight thousand bucks here. I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to spend I really don't I didn't spend eight thousand dollars on my motorcycle, which I really love riding. Why would I spend eight thousand bucks on a freaking lawnmower? But then again You don't want to know what I spent. No, I don't. No, like the Kubota, it's almost as expensive as John Deere Green Paint. Twelve. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, but. Get her done quick.
0: Yeah, and it'll last. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and, it's easier and it's to work on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Speaking of equipment stuff, man, I've been on uh, a <laughs> – it's funny, I've been on an Andrew Camerata kick for the last day or two, and uh, I'd gone, I don't know, probably months without watching any of his stuff, and then I've, I'm kind of getting back into the routine. I, I like watching YouTube, but I – I've always got stuff to do during the day. Did you see his
0: second most recent video where he bought the army truck? Yeah. And went to take the uh <laughs> the container up to his property, his yeah. new campsite. Yeah. And the other guy's trailer, someone else's trailer. He borrowed. Yeah. By the way, that guy is doing videos. Oh, is he? With Andrew. Andrew teaches him how to drive a dump truck and some other things, but hmm. The guy that was telling it was screaming andrew stop you're yeah, running my trailer into work. a tree yeah the guy running that the guy. camera yeah. yeah that yeah the um <laughs> and i started watching his video
1: <laughs> i i didn't
0: i couldn't watch more than like 37 seconds why is that cringe oh really because andrew is teaching someone else another adult <laughs> male <laughs> how to do something. And it's just cringy. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Anyway.
1: That's funny. Yeah. so you like, I, I don't know why I do this. It, it sometimes seems wasteful, but then on the other hand, it's like, you know, sometimes I just want time for myself. Right. And I can't just like watch YouTube in the middle of the day. You know, I, I get up, I work, I've got things to do. And then after supper, it's family time and stuff like that. And then it's bedtime and I'm not going to stay up late. So I've been getting up at 4.30 in the morning to watch YouTube. <laughs> and and I, I love it because usually I'll get up at 4.30 in the morning. Sometimes I'll like walk on the treadmill or in the elliptical while I'm doing it today. Uh, I was like, no, I'm just going to lay on the couch. So I go out to the couch, I put my iPad there, get my little, my AirPods in there. So it's not making any noise. And then I'll watch like an hour or two, and then usually I just go putz around in my garage for like half an hour to an hour. Cause you know, I need some tooling for my lathe and stuff, but it's weird. Cause there's a lot of little things I want to set up and kind of check and measure and then do a little search online. It seems wasteful to do that during air quote business hours. Right. And, and so I like in the morning, cause in the morning I'm slow anyways, you know, I'm just getting some coffee in me and I'm not running the equipment. I'm just setting things up, measuring, okay, if I need this, what size of cutter should I buy, blah, blah, blah. And it seems productive, but I'm really trying to not be productive. I'm just putzing, you know, just out oh, there. Yeah. Pfft, I love it. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been watching like an hour of YouTube in the morning, and then I'll putz in my garage for like an hour. And then at 6.30, and then I make lattes for Steph and I, and we can have our morning routine. But, uh, yeah, I've been watching Andrew Camerata. I watched that whole See? video, his, his military truck video, and the way he moved that whole hitch backwards
0: you've uh you have just to back up one statement you have set sail from the shores of youth and vigor and you're headed dangerously close to the rocks of tinkering
2: yeah
1: that's right <laughs> that's right that's good i so crashed much on
0: tinker about a decade ago <laughs>
1: yeah oh it's fun man just you know i've got so many things i want to make like little widgets and, and things that would solve some of my bicycling problems and my motorcycling problems. And uh, I was looking, I was like, you know, I've got all the tools that I need to make this. You know, I might need to buy a different cutter. Um, but I'm like, oh, I just got to, you just got to do it, you know, and I get up and then that might be what I start doing. And maybe I get about four 30 in the morning, I go out there and I just build some weird little widget to hold a saddle bag off the back of my bicycle, you know.
0: Oh my Lord. I saw fun. today's video from uh cutting edge engineering in australia okay um he made a uh collar and tool holder for an annular cutter to fit a bridgeport clone that internally feeds cooling uh you know cooling liquid through the annular cutter oh wow i'm like and he was just offhandedly said yeah it is something i made a long time ago um deliver coolants inside of annular color and you watch it working and you're like, Oh my God, that's cool. It's, it's cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Ha, have you ever seen a drill bit that has cutting path or coolant yeah. pathways in but it? I've yeah. seen them
0: for a lathe, but okay. not for a, uh, regular like drill because, yeah. you know, on a lathe, the drill bits is stationary, <clears throat> Yeah, but, um, I haven't seen it for a real, uh, real drill bit now. Um, I've seen it on a drill that uses um, insert cutters. Okay, yeah, and, but not a like a twist drill. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, not a twist, not a twist, twist drill. Twist is something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a we, twist drill.
1: Uh, when we were at school at State, they had a drill press that had cooling through the spindle. And these are the big I think like a two inch twist drill, which really it, it doesn't even really make sense nowadays, but it had two coolant holes going through it and we actually got to use this really cool. and then these were all tapered right They all had the the tapered shank. so you just right up into the quill and uh, you turn on the coolant and it's was, it was mostly just a gravity like it wasn't pressurized or anything like that. And uh, so a lot of times if you're cutting and you had a lot of pressure on uh, and they would actually they would actually grind out a little relief so that the coolant could come out. And every now and then, you'd kind of press down and then lift up, and it would let the coolant come out. Because if you're cutting and pushing down there, you had, like, basically the, the the bottom of the hole was sealed up against most of the things so the coolant wouldn't actually come out until you kind of let up the pressure. But it was kind of interesting. I just remember seeing these big, huge drill bits and they had these little holes. These ones were, like, quarter-inch holes coming in through them all the way through. I was like, man, that's going to be crazy. I don't even know how they made them. That's kind of neat
0: yeah who knows yeah yeah it's almost wow how would they make that
1: especially back in the day because that nobody uses that technology now you
0: know i must, if you made if you had the drill rod and you drilled two holes down it and then yeah made the drill bit then you would have only coolant coming out of the highest of those two cuts in the flute uh, who the man who knows yeah yeah how would they have done that it's crazy because they don't make twist drills by twisting them. No. And that's about the only way I can think of that that would work. Yeah. Yeah, who knows?
1: The mysteries of the universe.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think that's why the folks that started making the insert um cutter drill bits did that. Because that's yeah. easy to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what I need to get for my lathe. Like, I've got a bunch of cutters that are all just piece of tool steel that have been ground and they're okay but
0: yeah i mean if you know how to use tool steel you can do anything with it yeah and you can cut all kinds of relief angles but yeah. carbide is just faster
1: yeah that's exactly it and you don't
0: have to worry about relief ang- blah 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 just you just know that you're using the right insert for the right speed at the right material you're golden yeah. is it a face cut aside you know whatever
1: and if you chip it off, you just undo it and you rotate it, like yep. what whatever the degrees is. If it's a four-sided or three-sided, whatever, it's just... And I'm like, all right, man. And that, that's what I grew up with. Like, I mean, nobody in, in any type of production setting will use anything other than carbide insert cutters. And, you know, that's what I... When I learned to use a lathe, that's all we used. And I like it better. I just like it. And I, we have to... Uh, part of mail-rate school, the first year was machining. And we had to grind our own cutters and then blah, 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 and it's kind of where I got my, uh, my affinity for O1 tool steel. Cause we made a lot of them out of O1. We made a parting cutoff tool with O1 tool steel and then we hardened it, never tempered it. We just hardened it, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, I want to get some of those cause you know, I'll find them. Um, I've got something to turn and then I spend forever trying to find one of these cutters that looks like it's going to be good. And then, you know, I'll do something dumb and I'll wear one out and it's like, Oh crap. And it's like, well, I'm not going to grind this. I'll just find another one and then you get to the bottom of your bin and it's like, I don't have any good cutters here. I'm actually gonna have to start grinding one of these. And it's like, I haven't done this for like 25 years, you know, 15 years. It's like, nah, where's the carbide inserts when you need them. So I think I'm gonna go get some of those today. Enough joking around, you know, and they're yeah. cheap. Like I got this, this place, I don't, They're not good quality, obviously, but for a hobbyist like myself, uh, a company called Busy Bee tools, I can get a set of half inch. I think there's five of them, the different, you know, for forward cuts, backward cuts, blah, 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 um, five of them for 55 bucks. And I used them before I had the the set for my other lathe and I sold, I gave them to the guy who bought my lathe, but they work fine. You know, I mean for production, probably not, but for what I do, you know, I'm always cutting on the safe side anyways. It's not like, uh, I remember when we were in production stuff, we'd be cutting and you know, boss would come out and say, can you go faster? I'm like, I don't think so. This is the right cutting speed. He goes, yeah, but what if we went faster? Like I don't know, so we try it and it's fine for a bit. He goes, go faster again. I'm like, well, we're we're already above the proper cutting speed, so try it, and we just go until you reach a point of failure, and then back it off one step. Doesn't it doesn't matter what the quote unquote cutting speed should be. We're trying to go as fast as we can, you know. But I'm not doing that. I'm always on the safe side and just kind of like da, 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 da. so. These these little cutters should be fine for what I need to do.
0: Yeah, and and those cutting speeds were set a long long time ago and land far, far away, and they're very conservative.
1: Yeah, and it's mostly with tool steel cutters. And the carbide, carbide, even the
0: carbide speeds were set with carbide that we don't make it that way anymore. Yeah. So, you know, if you over, you know, you look at the speed chart and you up at 15%, you're still golden generally. Yeah. Unless you are in incredibly hard material, and using ceramic inserts, then those inserts and that kind of cutting has its own charts.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I've done some of that helping some guy out before, and I, you know, I'm not in a rush to ever do it again.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
0: I don't know what kind of, I can't can't recall the steel we were cutting. It's incredibly hard, hmm. um, and we're using ceramic inserts and. Oh the noise! Because it's hollow tubing. Oh the noise! Just screaming.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what we used to do? We used to uh, turn rollers like for airport baggage conveyors, mm-hmm. and we get the same thing. We get all these harmonics and like, woo-woo-woo. and it was really weird because it would actually put a pattern into your cut. You know, your surface finish, your cut. If you got a really fast cut, you're gonna have all those looks like really fine threads go super slow, you get real nice smooth. Anybody that's used a metal lathe knows that, right? And we would turn these things and we'd get these harmonics and be and it would just kind of keep going until you got to about the center and then it would stop. And when you stop the lathe, it would actually have like like a harmonic pattern in the Mm -hmm. cut. It was Well, sound is
0: vibration, so Yeah. You know, when they say, Oh, I'm getting um whatever yeah you it sound is vibration anytime you get that harmonic your part is vibrating yeah and it will show up in your cut it's crazy um had these leather lead filled leather bags or like chaps for turning back in the day and you could it was a way to safely put it on your part uh and it would dampen all those vibrations. Yeah, um, I've seen people put uh, uh, if you could seal up the thing that you were doing. They had these uh, like rubber uh, bungs for either end and fill it with water. Okay, I've seen that, but it didn't. Water didn't seem to work as well unless you can fill that sucker up.
1: Yeah, what we would do. So we called it harmonic reverberation. I. I that sounds like the right term for what was going on, but maybe it's not. But a uh, shop foreman, brilliant guy, probably the smartest guy I've ever, ever met in my life. He goes, well, wait a minute. What if we put some rubber inside there? And so he went and got some heavy duty, like tractor inner tubes. And so these suckers were probably like well over an eighth of an inch thick. And he would just kind of cut them into strips. Then the strip would be about maybe five inches wide, uh, 20 inches long and we'd kind of roll it up as tight as we could shove it into the roller and because basically we had flanges for bearings to bolt on four bolt flanges stick it in there right in the dead center and then chuck it up didn't happen because the and it would kind of unroll once it was in there and basically you've got like a rubber mat pressed against the thing and it didn't have to be in the entire some of these rollers were like 36 inches long and as long as you have this one five foot five inch wide piece by like 20 inch you know kind of unwind it in there boom no harmonic reverberation is a bit of a pain you had to do that every single time but then you know with the auto feed while the one was cutting you would prep your the next roller to go in put your rubber in it and then you know turn the thing we'd we'd crown them a little bit so you'd crown each end and then oh it was was pretty slick little system but i spent a lot of time on a lathe when i was doing my apprenticeship when i was starting out in the trade i probably spent like I want to say about a year and a half of my career machining, like lathe and milling machine, maybe even two years. And um, ever since, like I kind of went off of that, I I was installing in the field and then obviously different careers at different places. Uh, Haven't done a lot of machining since then, but it's amazing how I still feel very comfortable around the lathe. You know, when I got to make a part, I know how I'm going to do it. Uh, even my lathe, I haven't spent a lot on it and it's, it's one I obviously never worked on, but, uh, it's, it's so nice. It feels like, ah, yeah, I know, I know what I'm doing. Obviously super careful. Cause you know, every time I press a start, I tell myself this lathe's is trying to kill me right now. And every time, cause it is, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, one of these little hobby lays might not be that bad, but even mine, mine is a three phase, like a five horsepower motor on it, right? That sucker will suck me in and rip my arm off you know
0: and not even realize it
1: yeah don't, they won't even care but um yeah no it's a it's a great tool to have I love it so we get to get some tooling and you know kind of make it a little bit quicker rather than digging through and grinding my tools every time you I mean to make a cut the one thing I've never done a lathe is uh, much I did it in school but I've never cut threads and I want to see if I can find some nice thread cutting inserts and because this one's got the metric, it's got quick chain between metric and imperial threads. And uh I wanna do I don't know why. I just wanna mostly just for my own my own entertainment, just try cutting some threads and see how nice I can get them.
0: Yeah, single point thread cutting is some people are like, oh, it's just a you know, another uh turning thing. Well, yeah and no. Mm hmm. It's
1: pretty cool to me. Do you ever watch that YouTube channel called Make It Extreme? Yes. They're cool, aren't they? Yes and no. Yeah?
0: But, yeah, I watch it, so.
1: Yeah. They do a lot of thread turning. and like His long.
0: engineering is, or whoever's engineering is just incredible.
1: Yeah. do You see that new motorbike trailer they made?
0: Yeah, it seems like it would be a little bit better um, if the trailer wheel was closer he has an extremely large turning radius now but
1: you know. yeah and uh, I honestly wonder what that's like having a flat car tire on there um uh, yeah, I know I look at him like that is a really interesting concept and then I was like well, it actually it looks driving. if he's
0: if he's going farther than like you know yeah. across town yeah. it's gonna the bike the way it's actually uh just put in there in a little ramp folded up in lot with a flat car tire, the bike's going to bounce off. Yeah. Because his bike has more suspension than the trailer does, yeah. and it's not tied down.
1: Yeah. the one There's one shot where it is, but then I'm also like, he's maybe doing, I'd say, tops like 30, 40 kilometers an hour in any of the shots. I'm like, take that on the freeway. Like, what's that uh, What's that at 65 miles an hour? I don't think it would work. I don't know. I might just or be. Or
0: accidentally like, hit a pothole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're, it's basically just a big lever. Boing! You look, and your your yeah. your motorbike. And because
0: he's <laughs> got such a um, large uh, follow radius for the trailer, yeah, it, you forget and you run off the curb.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really, well, you need idea, but I think practically, I I, I saw that and I was like, Hey, is this something I need in my life? Do I need to do this? And then I kind of saw it come through. And especially when he's driving at the end of that, I really, I I don't know. Uh, he's not showing me he's what, got what an answers my questions on it. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so why not put the trailer tire closer to the tow vehicle? Yeah. And then have a pivot on that as well. You get where you're going, you know, you hit your little button and you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah.
0: You're but already really, engineering the thing, guy.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's pretty interesting. That's what that watching that made me think about because he turned some threads. I'm like, ah man just to have that in my my toolbox to know I can do it. Um, I bought a, you know, the have you ever seen those two jaw pen turner chucks? Yeah. So I got one of those and it goes on is a one by 24 inch thread, I think is a very common thread for the smaller wood lathes. And, uh, I thought, you know what, it'd be cool. Like i all, I the way I have it set up right now. I just chuck it up in my metal chuck. Uh, it would be nice. I'm like, if I took a piece of one inch stock and just turned a thread on it, that would actually be a little bit nicer. Cause then it'd be a little further away from, you know, the, the, uh, the lathe, the lathe chuck, the metal chuck. Because when I kind of lock it in place, use these little locking bars and there's hardly room for my hand on the one side of it. But so I tried that. I tried that little thing. I tried drilling out some wall handles and it works really good, but it's not as accurate as I had hoped. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. I bought it off of Amazon and I think it was like a hundred bucks, but the one good thing is it's still perfectly in line with the block, which is probably the most important because the worst thing ever is you drill out a block and then you go to put your, your blade in it with a little dowel and stuff. And you look and the thing's like coming out at an angle, it's taking a (laughs) different direction. Uh, You still don't ever have that, but sometimes it's probably, I would say as much as like an eighth of an inch off of center. And that's, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it or if I can fix it, but I'm like, ah, I wish it was a little tighter than that, but it's an interesting idea. I was hoping to do a YouTube video on it, but it's not uh, it, Well, as, as a plan, but it's not as good as I want it to be. It's not good enough where I'm going to be using it all the time. So I can't really do a video about it. And I, I can't just lie and say, oh yeah, it puts a hole right dead center." I don't think you'd ever notice it on camera, but when I get my, 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 my Vernier scale out and I'm measuring it, I'm like, ah, ugh. I was hoping for better than this, but who knows? There might be a chance yet. (sighs) But you, you had a topic for today.
0: Yeah, uh, fast food.
1: Fast food. Uh, Oh, man, we should have gotten some fast food and eaten it while we're talking about it. Or what would that what would that do to the topic? <laughs> Talk about all the toxins in it. Like, ugh. No,
0: you know, it's, take away the unhealthiness of it. Take away the fact that home cooking is better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, most people eat fast food, whether it's convenience or you like it. You know. Yeah. Okay. What tastes good? What doesn't? You know, the, and you've, you know, traveled all over america i'm sure you've had your fair share yep in different places um you know i'm in the age old you know ford versus chevy i'm neither you know mcdonalds versus bk you know it's mcdonalds bk sucks yeah um, yeah now i have so why don't have a mcdonalds here we have a bk that's so what i've learned the to like uh you know a whopper would with, without the salad Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no tomato, no mayo. Get rid of that disgusting crap. Uh that should be illegal.
2: Uh <laughs> you're
1: an anti you and you're anti mayo. Basically, Todd's saying right now, I have no taste buds. <laughs> no,
0: I have taste buds. I enjoy food. I don't have to cover what? it up with um things.
1: Deliciousness.
0: No. It, no. <laughs> And the way people slather mayo on, where you can't taste anything but the mayo, then don't eat that. Go (laughs) find something you like. Um, You don't like hamburgers, then you know, because I have seen people just disgust the heck out of food with the amount of mayo they put on it. Yeah, Um, like the going to Holland and seeing them dip French fries in it. Uh, I do that
1: all the time. I love it but you know how many calories are in mayonnaise it is insane so we had uh so my oldest had his birthday this week and we have a tradition where our kids pick their birthday meal so he wanted pulled pork sandwiches so bought a nice pork shoulder uh you know did it all day long we just did in the slow cooker my wife's got a really good recipe for it and then coleslaw and usually my wife makes coleslaw and has mayonnaise but instead she just substituted uh plain greek yogurt and i think it takes the one serving of the coleslaw with the traditional recipes like 160 calories which is pretty high for you know what you're considering to be a salad and with the yogurt it drops it down to like 32 calories per serving and it tastes about the same yes slightly different because there is that delicious flavor of mayonnaise that everybody knows but man mayonnaise is so bad for you <laughs> it's so bad and there's a lot of things uh especially recipes uh, that has kind of like the mayonnaise as a base, if you swap it out with a plain Greek yogurt, man, you can drop the calories down an insane amount. But, man, dipping French fries in in mayonnaise, oh, so good.
0: No, it never so has been. good. Oh. Then don't eat French fries.
1: And then if you want, you add a little bit of ketchup to your mayonnaise so it's like pink mayonnaise. Oh, yes. Yes. Man, I wish I had some real smooth music on my thing to put on. You know,
0: you know why I don't like mayonnaise? <laughs> why? Because I'm comfortable with my sexuality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to each their own. I, you know what? Oh, we, anyway. We can agree to disagree. Off, you know, yeah. Okay, it's no move past that.
0: Um, one of the reasons that got me interested in this whole fast food thing is the stupid chicken wars, the chicken sandwich wars. Yeah. Um, You know why you want the chicken sandwich war, huh? You know why you want to pick on Chick-fil-A? Cuz you can't make a burger. <laughs> Cuz every fast food chain that's not strictly chicken, you know, like KFC, yeah. Uh, Popeyes that are trying to get into the chicken wars traditionally suck at their hamburgers. They're 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 B or C level burger joints. Huh. You know, um BK, Wendy's, uh and by the way, I think Wendy's has always had a good chicken sandwich, at least for the last twenty years, and their spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Their regular sandwich, not so much. But their spicy chicken sandwich, it's great. You want a, you know, fast food chicken sandwich before I'm um, in you don't have a uh Chick fil A, just get a spicy chicken sandwich.
2: There you go. Yeah. And
0: now Zaxby's has a Spicy chicken sandwich. Oh my lord, that thing is good.
1: Are we don't. What is it? Zaxby's?
0: Zaxby's. Yeah, it's a just a chicken joint down here.
1: Yeah, we uh, got that here.
0: Southeast, uh, generally.
1: We have one that it's a city of Calgary specific one. It's supposed to be amazing. I've never had it, but it's called Chicken on the Way. And it was, I think, I don't know, started out in the '50s, and they're still in business. I think they only have like two or three stores, and apparently their chicken sandwich is just amazing. It sounds similar to Zaxby's, like a, a local. Local business, not nationwide chain. Uh, have you ever had an In and Out Burger? No. Oh, dude,
0: I've had Whataburger, and that's been the best fast food burger in history.
1: See, I've never had Whataburger, but
0: and they're coming to Tennessee. Are they? Yes. We're getting a, a number of them. I don't know if it's one to ten, but we're getting a, a few. And there's going to be one about an hour from here, a and lot. I will be going. A yeah. Lot
1: every day for lunch
0: Um, Um. (laughs) there goes the gas mileage yeah that's right uh
1: so yeah like in and out burger they're only in what like california nevada arizona i think
0: and i've heard and before you tell me what your opinion is let me tell you this i've never had one but i've heard from a great number of foodies out there that in and out burger has a cult following it's mm-hmm. awesome. If you have an In-N-Out burger, oh, my God, it's the best. Unless you're from anywhere else in America and had a real hamburger, you go to In-N-Out burger and you're like, eh, it's a burger. Eh. I, don't
1: know. I don't know. I think for a fast food burger, the best. The best. Um, interesting thing about In-N-Out, it's a family-owned business. It's not franchised. Uh They have some of the highest pay for all fast food workers uh and and like promotion it's a phenomenal they say if you get a job and you go into california you get a job there i i've I've been to a lot of in-and-out burgers like uh my parents have some other place in phoenix and i I have the rule where i don't drive by one without getting something and you know except when i was working there and i drive by eight of them in a day but always great service like they they're sitting there they got guys cutting the fries they put a potato in there and then boom cut cut their fries are delicious and the interesting thing—I don't want to give too much of it away—is
0: that the place where they, right when you order your French fries, they cut the potato in that machine and throw it in.
1: Uh, they cut them by hand. I don't think they're necessarily like you order it and then. I mean, they not cut a machine, it. but a
0: pull-down. Yeah, diggy. a press. Yeah, yep, yep. I have ate there, and I forgot all about it till you mentioned the French fry place. Yeah, is it thing. Yeah, it was. Meh. No. French fries were awesome. Yeah, the burger was meh. It was a burger. It was a good fast food burger. I yeah. wouldn't put it in the great category.
1: No, but I, I I've never had a, a rest a, a fast food burger that's great. I mean, certain restaurant burgers can be like okay. What a burger
0: has been great. Uh, I gotta now, go there. Years ago, before the corporation changed, uh, uh, uh what was the name of it? Uh, Darn it, Dairy Queen, DQ. Oh, okay. Um, more than 25 years ago, way more. Uh, yeah, no, more than 25 years ago, before they changed and their beef producer, because they had their own beef producer hmm. for DQ at one point, and they had really good burgers. I mean, incredibly good. Then they went corporate, went public, and now it's all about profit. Uh, they went to mass market beef and it's never been the same since Hmm. in fact they kind of suck but uh they used to be really good uh one uh crystals used to be really good
1: i've never i've never seen that
0: uh it's it's the same thing as white castle but a different name okay uh uh steak and shake used to be good not so much anymore uh and it's a rolling theme with these places you know they oh yeah we used to love going to x but now you know not so good well because they profit over quality yeah they want to be what's the least amount of quality we can give you and you still come here yeah Uh, that's the way it is yeah uh
1: you know talking about the beef real quick I, I had a friend who used to drive truck and he did cattle hauling and he's hauled some cows that were contract for mcdonald's and he says without a doubt fact of the matter mcdonald's seeks out the least expensive beef on the hoof that they can find
0: well that's why their th- <laughs> patties are so thin yeah i mean they have microscopically thin patties that Yeah. McDonald's. But they layer it with other flavors. I mean, they perfect the flavor in uh, group studies, right? And then that's what they use. They they don't concentrate on their beef.
1: Yeah. And they call it 100% beef because that's the company that they buy it from. They actually named this company 100%. It's not 100% ground beef. Like, it's not. Like, there's so many fillers in there. It's ridiculous. And he said, if you saw the cows uh, that. That he hauled he said if you see what i haul for mcdonald's because you would never eat there again in your life because i never can i don't i can't do it he said the skinniest gangliest most disgusting unhealthy looking animals he's ever seen and i mean this is cattle country up here we have some of the uh, alberta is world renowned for its beef and he says man they, they just call the herd and everything that's rejected goes straight to mcdonald's and then they do what they do with it Ugh.
0: Well, I guess McDonald's is going to be getting a lot of starving cows this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Wait, good. that's not really funny. Sorry.
1: It's good for McDonald's this whole. It is. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm buying stock. Um,
1: maybe, maybe their hamburgers will get better. Because now, now all beef is cheap.
0: And if I had my choice, right, fast food, it depends. Do you want a burger do you want a chicken? You want tacos, whatever. You know, if there's a Burger King of McDonald's, I'm going to McDonald's 99% of the time. Unless, like, we're on a long road trip and we've had McDonald's two days in a row, then you got to go to some other place. Yeah. Um, and McDonald's fries are just better than anybody else, so, you know, that's a deciding factor. Yeah. Uh, used to be. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of, you know, low-level, not-so-much-everywhere fast food places that have really good fries. Um, you know, Whataburger has tremendous burgers best burgers ever for fast food fries are fries Eh, yeah nothing to write home about then you go to uh in and out they have really great fries i remember those fries Um,
1: so in and out have you heard like there's they have a secret menu like when you go to in and out you can get like three things i think there's a hamburger a cheeseburger and a double double and that's literally three things and then fries and then uh, vanilla strawberry or chocolate shake and that's their menu. Their whole menu is like very underwhelming, and that's kind of, they want it that way, right? Just very simple, boom, boom. But have you ever heard of the underground menu that you can get there?
0: I've heard of something like that, but I've also heard yeah. it with so, In-N-Out and a couple other places, but go ahead.
1: So if you want uh, – I, I didn't know of all of them. I'm learning more of them, but I heard people tell me, oh, get your next time you go there, get your burger animal style. And so animal style means they put on some sautéed onions – um, I forget what else they do, but so you can go there, uh, you get a protein style and everything's kind of like style, whatever. And that's basically, instead of a bun, they give you lettuce on the outside. So it's, so it's a burger without a bun. Instead, you just get extra lettuce to hold it. You get a four by four. You just walk up and order a four by four. It's not the menu. <laughs> it's four hamburgers and four, uh, four cheese, uh, a flying Dutchman. It's two patties with cheese in the middle and that's it. So there's no bun, there's no kind of, it's just two beef patties with cheese in the middle. <laughs> it's so cool. They've got all these different, uh, all these different um, things you can get. You animal
0: get, style, Flying yeah. Dutchman, toasty buns, grilled onions, chili peppers, the fries, Ro- you get roadkill fries, fries, secret sauce.
1: Roadkill fries, which has like ground beef on it. <clears throat> and then a grilled cheese.
0: That animal style burger looks... Nasty. Oh, dude! It's but they good. can fix it by taking that right there, right off. What's that? Get rid of that meter. Get rid of that tomato.
1: Oh no! You don't I'm like? I'm not tomatoes anti on burgers, tomato, either?
0: but that tomato in the picture is nasty. Oh.
1: Well, who knows who took that picture? Are, are you? Are you saying though you don't want tomatoes on burgers?
0: It depends. Oh. Now, if I go to McDonald's, no, I don't want tomatoes. If I go yeah. to uh, a diner, and a completely handmade burgers, you know, you don't know what you're getting, you know, but they're handmade, Um, then you want, you know, lettuce, onion, tomato, uh, pickles, ketchup, mustard.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
0: And all of that should come open on the side, right? So you can see everything. Dress it yourself. Presentation, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, all your dressings on the side, so you can put it on yourself. Oh the grilled cheese is the lettuce wrap burger. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, who took these pictures? <laughs>
2: <Ew>. <laughs> what Looks website? Like vomit.
1: You, what website are you looking at?
0: <clears throat> Secretmenus.com. Oh, okay. But ugh. yeah.
1: Have you ever been to there's uh, let me see. Let me see locations. Have you ever heard of Island's fine burgers and drinks? No. Okay. Never. Mind, it's just in Sacramento. That's why I've been, I've, I've been there and I always thought they were all over California, but they've two locations in Sacramento. It's a walk-in restaurant that only has burgers and they are good. Like big, healthy burgers. You can get burgers with like fresh pineapple, teriyaki sauce, uh, like burgers with chili. Oh, so good. All kinds of stuff. That's some of the best restaurant burgers I've had. It's not fast food. It's actually a walk-in. But the weird thing is this, too. Uh, in the States, most places that I've been, they'll ask you how you want your burger cooked. Is that the case in Tennessee? Like, could I go into a restaurant, not necessarily fast food, but if I walk into a nice re- not you know, a restaurant and I order a burger, can I get it medium done? Oh, yeah. See, uh, that's, that's not allowed in Canada. There is no, everything's well done. That's it. It's illegal to undercook or have any red in any ground beef in Canada. It's crazy. I know. I, go, I always get creeped out. Like, would you? how would you like that done? I'm like, oh, well done, please. <laughs> that was weird, man. I remember going there, and people were like, I'll just get my burger medium, and they're eating this burger, and there's still, like, blood coming out. I'm like, Hoo! I mean, I can eat a steak like that, but ground beef?
2: Mm-mm. It's
1: weird. Yeah, all throughout Canada, I don't think there's one place you could get a medium done burger. I think it's illegal to serve it like that. Interesting, isn't it?
0: Well, when I was growing up, it was everything in the family was well done, and it went until I got out on my own, and I learned that um, medium rare is, you know, what what Jesus intended. And uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the guy who doesn't love dipping French fries in mayonnaise, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: you know, you have um, medium rare or medium anywhere in that. Spectrum for ribeyes, fillets, and burgers. That's all you need. Um, yeah. If you, again, if you, that's how you, so you can not just taste the cook of the meat, the meat. Mm-hmm. The meat has a flavor. You want that. Um, if you, if you have to cook everything till it's dead, like shoe leather, <laughs> you don't like what you're eating.
2: Just, yeah.
1: That's my dad. Everything has to be well. So we don't yesterday. My
0: wife, her dad. If it's not ashy like it was <laughs> cremated, <laughs> yeah. they won't eat it. You're like, ugh.
1: ugh. And then they have to. Dip, my dad has to dip everything in mustard.
0: It's a seventy-five-dollar e-three steak. Don't yeah. do that.
1: Yeah, you know I think the reason that they for the ground beef is that ground beef can easily be frozen and then brought in, right? And yeah. I think there's certain dangers if you freeze it. You know, if it was a fresh say if you took good chuck, you, you ground it and it's freshly ground and then you cooked it as a hamburger, I wouldn't mind having it medium, right? But I think the reason they can't do it here, just cause it's, it's a health and safety thing. I know that's why we don't do it here, but I'm, I'm with you. Like, you know, you get a, a nice steak, like last night, so my parents go to Costco and they bought, uh, they bought the, uh, the tenderloin roast, right. And slice that up into steaks. And it was so good. And my dad, he's not the greatest on the barbecue. He's not bad. He bought a really fancy barbecue, and that helps him. Uh, no joke. About two months ago, he's burger, uh, barbecuing hamburgers, and the fire department actually came to his house. And he lives in the country. <laughs> we have pictures. Of, that's not a joke. We have pictures of the fire engine there. I guess they opened the door, and a whole bunch of smoke got inside, and it set the alarm. So they turned it off. But they forgot. They just have a new one with like ADT, and it automatically will phone people. And so I was there, my sister was there, and my parents were there. The three phone numbers that they have programmed in called all of us, and we're all sitting there and look at an 800 number. It's like, no, I'm not answering that. No, thanks. I don't need a car warranty. (laughs) So, they yeah, they they sent the fire department from (laughs) Langdon. (laughs) And worst of all, this was during the COVID lockdowns, right? And so there's like eight of us on the front porch. It's like, oh, just so you know, there's only three people here too. She goes, we don't care. We're not the police. (laughs) But my dad literally was barbecuing and the fire department came. He's never living (laughs) that down. But anyways, these (laughs) tenderloins that he had, no, but they were so good. And I I ended up getting one that was probably like medium well, and it was good. It was such a good cut of meat that even then was just so tender and like knife, not necessary. But my dad gets his and he leaves it on for like an extra five minutes. And it's like, dad, you bought this, this piece, like this steak that you have is even cooking it at home and, and, and cutting the steak yourself. This is like a 20 to $30 piece of meat. And the, the reason it's expensive is cause it's some of the, the best, most flavorful part of a good quality cow. And it's gone. And then he gets his mustard out and puts I'm like, oh man, mustard is an overpowering flavor. If you have a good steak, I don't want nothing
0: on it. I went to a... uh, I've never seen anything like it. It's small. It's a diner, but it's upscale. Okay. You don't know it until you get in there. There's nothing saying upscale. Yeah. You could go in there and and you work clothes for all they care, right? It's Uh owned by a uh, first generation old. He came here during World War II. Went to the Japanese internment camp. He's Japanese. Um, And then, you know, started his diner. And anyway, his family helps him uh, to this day. Actually, I don't know if it's there to this day. About a decade ago, I know it was there. Anyway, you can go into this diner and get a a burger. It's real, no kidding, Kobe beef.
2: Hmm.
0: He makes his own. There's like three different kinds of beef in it. It's, um, 85% Kobe and for God's sake, don't order it any other way than what he prepares it. Mm. You will not like his reaction. <laughs> you will <laughs> think the that. soup Nazi is Jesus.
2: <laughs>
0: <Huh>. He, <laughs> and his daughter's about my age. He had some kids later in life Yep, and with his second wife, his first wife passed away. Uh, I think she died of a broken heart after, <laughs> uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, uh, uh seriously, I've talked I talked to him a lot about the war, uh, historically cause he's a, he's a real history buff and so am I. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he, uh, guy comes in. Oh, you know, you can get anything on the menu any time of day. Yeah. So if you want breakfast for lunch or lunch for bre- whatever. Because everything is cooked to order. yeah. And with today's food, you know, not frozen, nothing's from Cisco. And uh, I want a burger. Oh, and she's describing to him how special this meat is and that it will come to you uh, medium rare. You go, ah, hey, dad, you know, no blood. I want it well done. So I'll be right back. <laughs> Goes and tells dad, hey, this jerk is out here. Wanting you to get, kill your meat. And uh, the little, little old Asian guy, about four foot ten, comes out, uh, slams his hand down on the table, and says, Get out! <laughs> what? <laughs> Get out! Go to McDonald's. Wow. You, know, huh. you want a crap burger? Go down there. Yeah. You want a, the best burger you'll ever eat? You sit down and have it the way I, I cook it.
2: Oh, you know?
0: man. He, just try it. And he convinced the guy to either leave or sit here and I will give you this burger without charging you for it huh and it's not a cheap burger it's like 28 bucks oh wow and uh this was 10 years ago so those guys like okay fine i'll try it instant convert on the spot wow
1: that's cool i had
0: he made the best american pancakes i've ever had outside of mom yeah. uh the best burger, anything you had there was awesome. Yeah. Except his Japanese food. <laughs> that's funny. He had his dumplings. He's like, ugh. Huh.
2: Ugh.
0: But it's almost like he has an un- uh, unconscious desire to make American things good and Japanese things bad.
1: But that's funny.
0: Anyway. Um, yeah. That was, that's been the best burger i've had outside of my own because yeah i discovered a recipe for making your own meat uh there's three different cuts of beef grind it yourself season it uh, as you grind it very you know salt and pepper maybe one or two little secret spices just enough to be in the background and go mm, what is that but not mm-hmm. enough to be in your face yeah and uh oh man We buy the meat, keep it chilled, grind it right before it's cooked. Yeah. And, oh, my Lord, that stuff is just –
1: I bet. Um, So, Steph, I think the best burger that I've ever had is – Steph makes this one, and she basically found somebody thinks they have the recipe for the In-N-Out burger and all the accoutrements and stuff like that. And, you know, if you take a a burger at a restaurant that's really good – and you recreate it at home, it's just going to be that much better, right? And yeah. flat top, like, I am convinced that my firm belief is that if you want the best burger, it has to be cooked on a flat top. Barbecue, nope. It's not as good. And, yeah, uh, and, and the
0: beef I make, I have to cook inside because you can't put it on a grill. Yeah, it just falls it through. It will fall right through it. Yeah. and you then don't want to co- compact your stuff. But no. In- And mind as it cooks, it's all cool.
1: And it cooks in its own juices. Yes. Right? Like I I love barbecue. Don't don't get me wrong. I like having and there's something sometimes, you know, you got people over and you got an open flame and you're just putting a bunch of burgers on there for the kids, whatever. Those taste great. And those can be just fantastic, especially when you're hungry. But man, if you want to go for like the the experience and the flavor of it, has to be a flat top. Or before we got our flat top outside, we just had a big uh, flat cast iron pan or regular cast iron pan, right? And you sit there and you just let it sit you put it down you don't touch it until you flip it and it just sits and sizzles and it don't juice and gets a little crust on then you flip the, oh my goodness that's so dude man it, you like, okay so it's 8 42 a.m here and you got me be like wanting a hamburger right now <laughs> i haven't had breakfast yet so maybe it's hamburgers for breakfast
0: and put an egg on it bacon yeah. and egg oh yeah. yes, yes oh
1: and some mayonnaise. No, <laughs> you know what? So Steph, Steph has these. Uh, she doesn't like hamburgers.
0: The mayonnaise I, is already on there in its parent form in an egg. Yeah,
1: that's right. So just leave it alone. That's right. Okay, so here the Steph's mom used to do uh, hamburgers. I, I don't want to talk bad about her, but I'm I'm just gonna say this recipe: uh, frozen patties. <laughs> probably not the worst frozen patties. Not thick or anything like. Uh, you know, like a fast food patty, right? So maybe three eighths of a quarter inch to three eighths of an inch thick and about, you know, five inches in diameter, uh, would never fall apart. You know what I mean? That type of thing. She'd cook all these up and then in a, in a, a big pan, a big pot, she would put ketchup and probably three quarters, ketchup, quarter barbecue sauce and put that on the stove and. Uh, my father-in-law would go barbecue all these things and then they'd take them all and they'd stick them in this thing and they'd leave them in there for like an hour or two before the company came over. And that way you've already got your burger with sauce on it. And it was, oh, oh, special, but, um, she grew up on that. And so she is really kind of adverse to hamburgers. Like it's like, Hey, one hamburger. No, I, I do not like hamburgers. Cause that's what she had. Now, when she makes her own and goes through all the hassle of grinding the meat, seasoning, the meat, making all the patties and you know. She does like that, but um. Anyway, she I don't like it. So we found these bean burgers from Costco, and it's basically like black beans and and some other stuff. So they're supposed to be like they're not. Maybe they're like a, a vegetarian option for people that don't eat meat. It's not one of these uh, the, these fake meat right that people do the substitute beef or whatever. Or, uh, what do they call it? Vegetable meat or what? Ugh this isn't that this is like this is just a black bean burger and they are good for breakfast man because it's got some spices in there and they're like there's just a frozen patty but in the mornings you throw them on the on the griddle and it's got corn in there and if oh man and then you put two eggs on there oh so good just like that it's pretty tasty
0: we have uh back farther east um there was a Like a grocery store chain, but it's all everything's organic and it's called Whole Foods. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And we used to have...
1: They're uh, all over California and Arizona, too.
0: There, you can go in there and get, like, cooked food. Yeah. And we would go in there. First thing, when I worked at the court uh, and somebody was going away, we had a staff meeting, whatever, we'd have breakfast mm. at the court and everybody would bring something. And either me or one of the judges would stop by Whole Foods and get... Uh, the group size black bean breakfast burrito mm. the best breakfast burrito I've ever eaten has no meat in it. because <laughs> one of the judges is vegetarian mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't know it. you didn't miss meat in this thing. Yeah, it was so flavorful and the black beans give you the the Al dente of the meat.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. oh my
0: Lord, this thing was good.
1: That would be yeah. Black beans are a little superhero of food.
0: But come on, and that's when I started to learn because black beans freaked me out my whole life until <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. Um, and now I love them. We oh, me toasted too. black beans in some, toast them and then cook them. Oh hmm. my, god! Toast them with like Mexican spices. So what, what, you, and you toast it them binds all the to the outside of the black bean, and then you cook it. It's still stuck to the oh my. So
1: <laughs> so while it's a dry bean, you toast it.
0: Uh, or right out of the can. Oh, okay, yeah. See, you Not the dry, dry ones. but Yeah, yeah. You know, take a canned bean, toast it, just like you would do corn. Yep. In fact, I've done black beans and corn, roasted, Yeah, with the spices. It all sticks to the st- – and then you put it in whatever you're cooking. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God.
1: <laughs> Are you okay there, Todd? You need to settle down. <laughs> you need to put a little mayonnaise on that stuff.
0: Now, so <laughs> you can tell a foodie – yeah <laughs> when they get really passionate about food you start scooting away from them because yeah. it's just creeping you out
1: yeah. and they start like yelling uncontrollably oh it's delicious yeah. so you know what oh, like it's
0: better than sex yeah. like, <laughs> nah, okay. i don't know what kind of sex you've had yeah. but-
1: <laughs> so th- we do the same like bl- uh, yeah black beans are the superhero in my opinion and you know we got like four kids right there's six people to feed it it, we're always looking for ways to save money and so what we do you can buy black beans dirt cheap dry black beans for a bag right as opposed to the can it's like a, a quarter a tenth of the cost and we actually did this crazy thing we took some we just went to the grocery store and just bought regular black beans they weren't organic or anything just dry ones we planted them and we grew tons of our own black beans and then steph dried all those And uh, so what we'll do is we ran out of those, but it's a lot of work too. But you just buy that bag of black beans. And normally, if you want to rehydrate those, like use them for cooking, you got to put them in water for like eight hours, right? It's a pain in the butt. But if you have one of those, uh, shoot, what, pressure cookers? Not a pressure canner, but you know those things.
0: uh, Yeah, like an Instant Pot.
1: Instant Pot, that's what we have, yeah. And so you put that in there some water. It's like 10 minutes and the black beans come back. And like literally we could have a massive bowl of black beans for our family for like 50 cents, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's
0: oh yeah, nutritious? Black bean tortilla soup. Oh, oh yeah. God.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Um, black beans with roast pork. Um, yeah. Black beans with, you know, it's just, it's a superfood almost. It is, yeah. It's a hero. It's a, it's, it's a hero. In fact, a super ingredient, you know. Yeah. Um, Good
1: for you. Lots of iron, lots of fiber, lots of protein.
0: I wow. have, I was making red beans and rice one time, and I substituted half of the beans for black beans. Yeah. Added a whole new dimension to it.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, it was just as good. I mean, no kidding, just as good, but with a whole new dimension. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, didn't either. take,
0: away, didn't detract from the black, uh, red beans and rice. It just added what that black bean does to it.
1: Yeah. It's its own personality.
0: Um, I've had, I had, when we, every time we make chili now, uh, I would like to add, uh, like one third kidney bean, one third black bean, one third cannelly, or uh, white bean. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, cause, um, if we ever get together, you ever come to visit or whatever, I need to make you my, no kidding, multi award winning white chili. And it's spicy uh, white chicken chili. Oh, my lord!
1: Oh, that sounds good.
0: Uh, 100%. I, I won uh, two annual awards back to back when I worked at one of the federal law enforcement agencies I worked at uh, when I was a paralegal. And because one of the directors there, the division directors for like the actual investigative division, uh, old time cop his texas chili was the bomb and and i'm I'm like i've had texas chili it's not my favorite but there's some good texas chilies out there yeah yours ain't one of them i don't know people you're so popular and people are scared of you that's why you win (laughs)
2: that's right
0: and i won that first year in non-traditional chili category and overall and it pissed him off (laughs) to the highest level of And he hated me for an entire year till I beat him again. Then he wanted a recipe.
1: That's funny. Do you said, share that recipe?
0: No, I didn't. I said, if you want a jerk, yeah. your entire existence, um, you know. Uh wow. And he he actually had to. He was medically retired. He had a heart attack or something. It was either a stroke, heart attack, or both. Mm. And then they retired him. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh he passed away and only about three people from the agency went to his funeral Hmm. it was so sad you know because he just drove everybody away yeah yeah but uh anyway white chicken chili awesome uh i make it a little spicier as my years go on
1: Hmm. Uh, that sounds really good
0: yeah fresh jalapeno Mm,
1: yeah Oh man, I'm so freaking hungry right now. All I've had is I had two coffees before we started this. Zero food.
0: I had two coffees and one uh, rice crispy treat. Then <laughs> I made some last night.
1: That doesn't do much for you, though, does it? I could eat twenty of those things, and I'm. I still mean, hungry. I, I'm.
0: They're like crack, but yeah. it's like Chinese food. You just got to keep eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's um, right. Never really satisfied.
0: But oh man, I love Chinese food too. Yeah, me too. Oh wait, I love food. Uh, yeah. Full stop.
1: Yeah, um, maybe we should just dedicate this whole podcast to food. Absolutely. <laughs> Rename it, recategorize it, and it's just two guys talk about food. <laughs> I'm with you, man. That's you. you uh, you'll hear people, and and sometimes I
0: don't know. People... I'm not sure. I'm I, I'm ready to. I'm not saying it's an impossibility, but I'm not saying I'm ready to sit here and do an entire podcast in a skirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> now we've um, driven
0: our last female listener off. that's right that's now right. we can get down to business come yeah, on guys
1: yeah right, no kidding. i'm you know what i am really into into cooking and so we have a tradition on sundays i do brunch and very similar things either i do spanish tortilla or else i'll do hash browns and fried eggs and toast and bacon um but other times too i'll try cooking and i love cooking especially the flat top like In the summertime when it's hot, well, I mean, now that we have air conditioning, we really don't care, (laughs) but we used to be very, uh, diligent about cooking outside. So it was either barbecue and then we got the flat top and that opens up a whole new range of opportunities. Uh, but often most meals, I would say like probably 50%, at least maybe a little bit more meals in the summertime. Steph comes up with a menu. She prepares most of the food and I cook it, you know, and then that's an important part of it, right? Like you get all the great ingredients, you cut all the stuff up. You need to know, okay, this goes on now, this is done, uh, how, you know, how to cook them at similar times so they can finish at the same time. And even little things like, okay, we cook our chicken breasts and let them rest for 10 minutes. And then they're just like the most juicy things on the planet. You know, um, I'm really taken to cooking and the more I do it, the more I enjoy it, the more like uh, it. Every time Steph makes a new, uh, meal for us, something we haven't had, she knows every, day, what's in here. Okay. Well, how did you do this part of it? What did you do here? And when you learn that, and when you start putting things together and then, and then you just, one day you just go out there with something, you know, some ingredients, you, you put it in and start cooking, you give it a taste test. It's like, oh, you know what? This would be, it needs a little bit of uh, paprika in here. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's a flavor I'm going for. It is so much fun. It's like a hobby. You know, like, I, I don't know if I would ever want to be a chef. Cause I think the lifestyle would be terrible, but man, to actually to start to learn and I'm still not good at it, but I'm figuring it out. It is so much fun. Oh, I love cooking.
0: Well, I do. I do too. I'm just, just joke. Um, I love to cook. Um, it's physically taxing on mm-hmm. me right now. Yeah. The last couple of years, standing up the whole time, uh, pretty soon yep. I'm going to be like Paul Perdome uh, in the kitchen on a stool, but, yeah. uh, whatever. I love to cook. I love to create. Yeah. Um, I'm never happy with a recipe i'm always tweaking yeah uh i take recipes as uh suggestions yeah unless i'm baking then it's science and you have to have perfect ratios or or your product is gonna suck yeah uh generally yeah Uh, like for the birthday last week uh we made uh danette and i made a homemade cherry pie She needed help with the crust and i know how to do that so right on people are like oh i can't make homemade crust it's like pasta it's really easy
1: yeah if you just take the time people just
0: think it's hard
1: yeah and they they go too far with it like a lot of that baking stuff same with pastas doughs the least you have to do with them the better (laughs) you know like like when steph does a pie dough it's like okay i've already i've already folded it i'm not touching it anymore right and her mom used to do them in machine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and their vitals come out and she, they come out of the oven. The, it's, it's like a piece of cardboard. Like you really could, uh, you could eat the entire pie with a fork and not ever worry about breaking through the crust because you yeah, just overworked the crap out of it.
0: I, I started making pie crust in by hand. Then I learned how to do it right in our food processor, a good food yeah. processor, where there's a pulse button yeah. and you go, burk, 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 let it go. Just yeah. stop, walk yeah. away. Because you can't, you, you, if you put it on the continuous, it's ruined.
1: Yeah. And same thing, something as simple as biscuits, right? You want to make some nice yeah. biscuits. You know, you mix your ingredients in. Once they're mixed, you don't touch those suckers. Nope. I tried doing it and I keep going. I got to get it right. Got to get it and right. When, like, how many of these and hard it, when People make
0: cornbread and mix it until it's mixed right. Well, it's ruined. What yeah. do you mean? You have to leave the lumps. Why? Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. It, trust me, it has to do with leavening. Just leave it alone, leave the dry clumps in there. Yeah why good science just trust me <laughs> <It's>
1: yeah <laughs> why no more wise <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah don't just be quiet
1: yeah you'll stop talking
0: I, I i didn't i i whied my grandma to death till she smacked me she just <laughs> she should watch stupid yeah. um yeah. i'm leaving the lumps and now it's gonna cook did yeah. you like it last week yeah that's what i did last week that's what i'm gonna do this week just shut up yeah and then she let me make one how i thought it should be made mixed well and it was like a wafer Mm -hmm. you know you go oh here's my cornbread but and then you do it her way lumpy and it comes out perfect Mm -hmm. cool there's a life lesson um uh pasta or uh pie dough you know pie dough more so than pasta um knead it till it's Um, where it needs to be and stop, touch it, wrap it up, put it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. So you're ready to use it. Um, You know, pasta, you have to knead it till it's silky, then stop. If you don't get it silky or you go past silky, ruin. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But – and I think the hand kneading pasta is incredibly difficult until you break through that mental wall of – Oh, that's how it's supposed to feel. That's what they mean by silky.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: then it's easy. You can make pasta in like ten minutes. Yeah. Um, just like pie dough. You know, mom spent six hours in the kitchen on Sundays because she wanted to get away from you people. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was mom time. Yeah. The pie was done four hours ago. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's uh, right.
1: You know, <laughs> he's in there reading a book. Yeah. See, Steph loves making pasta, but the. The, the most tedious part. She makes great pasta, but the part she doesn't like is having to run it through the pasta cutter, right? Like, like cut it into whatever noodles you're going to use. And we were at, uh, we went out for dinner. When was it? Wednesday, not dinner. We went for lunch because my my parents had all the kids, and we try and go out for a date once a week or once every other week if we can. It's it's hard when you have kids, but now they can stay home themselves. So, we went to this place called the Bonterra, and I think it's been in Calgary for 25 years. We've been there. I would say I've probably been there five or six, seven times. I photographed a wedding in there. Uh is the, the, the lady who was the manager. Uh, she got married, so they shut it down. And amazing. And they make their own pasta by hand, and I've never had a bad meal there, never had bad service, and it's it's a small little place. But um, Steph ordered a pasta dish, and it was like a cream sauce with some chanterelles, and the cream sauce was i think gorgonzola based so it was like a, a mild blue cheese I'm, I'm not a blue cheese guy i can't, I can't really stomach I that can't. stuff
0: blue cheese is nasty yeah on that we agree
1: but but this one wasn't bad like it was just a, a hint but still a lot of like they were uh, smoked chanterelle mushrooms so it was a little bit more of a smoky flavor but then the pasta that they gave were like ribbons that were like two inches wide and Steph saw that and she's like, you know what? The thing I hate the most about making pasta is cutting it all, right? Like rolling it out and stuff is fine. But once you cut it into linguini or whatever you're using, you know, that takes forever. So she's like, oh, and never, I've never seen pasta used this way. And it worked, you know, it was almost as, as, as wide as a lasagna noodle, but I'm like, why couldn't we do this when we make pasta? I'm like, I think we could let's do it. And it was a nice cream sauce and it's like enough surface area. It actually was amazing is just kind of fun. You know, you think you've had pasta. I don't know what they called the pasta. I don't think they named it off the the noodle itself, but now we had that dish, it was really good. And I had my uh, linguini carbonara with wild boar bacon. Oh my word. I bet they put two full cups of cubed bacon into this dish. I had, <laughs> I had so much bacon. I was making sure I got a couple and it was a, you know, when they do thick, thick bacon and they cube it. I was making sure I had at least a few chunks on every bite, and I still had leftovers. It was oh, it was so good, man! Uh, it was, I went there and I was like, "I'm gonna try to put myself into a food coma. If I have to order two entrees, so be it." I'm eating until I can't eat anymore, and I did. It was so good. And again, I feel like I'm gonna start eating my microphone right now. <laughs> Just have to put. If I had mayonnaise on top of it, I absolutely would eat it. <laughs> That's probably a good spot to wrap up this episode. Hey, Todd.
0: Yeah, there's a mental image I want to leave people with.
1: Me eating my microphone.
0: With mayonnaise on top. Thank you, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week.
1: <laughs> That's right. You betcha. <laughs> All right. Thanks for talking, Todd. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Loved is, it. This has been Food Talk. Yeah. <laughs> right on.
0: Uh, folks, uh, it's been great. Uh, we love talking to you folks. Uh, we love talking to each other in front of you every week.
2: You bet. And uh, Come back
0: next week. Uh, in between, you can uh, find one of us on social media. The other one hides on the couch all week.
1: Uh, I'm not even – sometimes <laughs> I hide on the couch too. <laughs> I kind of a love-hate thing with social media, you know. Oh, I that's, a another, that's a whole other – that's no no whole other topic. but And,
0: yes, it is. Uh, next week, social media and – why is the bane of society
1: and food? Uh, I think for next week though, I'm at oh least going to bring some plate of something to eat yeah. in here.
0: Okay. <laughs> Social media very quickly. Yeah. Two things that really need to relax and people need to relax about food pictures and <laughs> welding photos on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Good God.
1: Or your COVID shots. <laughs> oh,
0: I, that a, doesn't bother me one way or the other. You know, it is what it is. People have your own choice. Do what you're going to do. Right. But I swear I've seen this week four people post this exact same Google image of a weld. <laughs> oh, look at this rainbow weld. Yeah. Um it's from Getty Photo, you know, get a yeah, grip. Getty images. Anyway. That's
1: funny. Right on. Well maybe we'll dig deeper into social media cool. next week. Also, food, man. This I enjoyed this one. I'm gonna Absolutely. go. I'm gonna go empty my kitchen right now into my face, <laughs> into my face. I think
0: I'm gonna make rigatoni with uh, creamy mushroom sauce, oh. th- with also um, a beef product.
1: Oh man, let's do it. Let's go cook up, and all weekend, just all all food, all weekend. That sounds like winning at life.
0: Yeah, it's better than cutting the grass.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right on. Right on, man. All right folks, we will talk to you all next week. See ya.